The Buccaneers prepare to take on the Eagles in the wild card round and might be catching them at the perfect time. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks. Finally, recording with my buddy Evan Klosky. It has been a month. Do you realize this? It has been a month since you and I have done WTSP Wednesday together. You can find him on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com on Twitter at E Klosky WTSP. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. One of the ways you can support, become a Locked On Bucks insider. You're going to get news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone. Plus, one-on-one conversations with me via text message like I had with my buddy and insider, Scotty J, about who the best all-around basketball player of all time is. Uh, you can do so by going to jointsubtext.com slash locked on bucks. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that can treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get a to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, coming up in a little bit, Evan is going to lay out the exact game plan that is going to bring the Tampa Bay Buccaneers success on Monday night. And of course, pull out that crystal ball of his. But first, Uh, playoffs. Don't talk about (laughs) playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Yeah, we're talking about playoffs. Four straight years of playoff appearances for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they are meeting the Eagles on Super Wild Card Weekend for the second time in three years, looking for their third straight postseason victory over Philly. However, uh, the Bucs lost to the Eagles in week three this season, and since then, a lot has changed, Evan. The Bucs have started to click there for a little while. Uh, they now have Kalijah Kansi and Yaya Diaby being big contributors, uh, which wasn't happening during the first meeting. And the Eagles are not the same team either. They've lost five of six. The offense and Jalen Hurts are struggling. They're allowing over 30 points a game over that six-game stretch. So the question has to be asked, are the Buccaneers catching the Eagles at the right time? Well, yes, is the answer. Uh, I mean, you start the season 10-1 and and then you crumble. I mean, I I think the city of Philly is also rooting for the Bucks at this point with how much they are salty about this team. And you have to wonder, and you know, you mentioned all the, the, the bad play. They're really hurt. Uh, defensively, they're banged up, not so much in the trenches, but really on the back end, they're bleeding yards through the passing defense, similar to what Tampa Bay usually does. Uh, and then offensively speaking, right, A.J. Brown gets hurt. Devonta Smith is kind of banged up. Uh, Jalen Hurts dislocated his finger. 
Dondre Swift didn't play last week, who eviscerated the Bucks in the first meeting. So there's a lot that's working against the Eagles right now. Uh, and, and then you have the Bucks. this team kind of moving in an opposite direction to what we saw in the middle of the year uh, and even towards kind of, the, you know, December even where the uh, the offense was really improving and then, you know, the defense kind of stunk. And now we're kind of seeing the defense improve and the offense stink. So I'm very curious to see if – Philly will rally, be motivated, hungry, pissed, all these things, and, and field a fairly healthy enough lineup to beat the box? Or are they coming out of Tampa mentally checked out because of just how draining these past six weeks are um, and, and just how, how much they've been beaten up by their fan base and by, you know, the talk show radios and, you know, national pundits kind of, you know, they're hearing it. I mean, A.J. Brown had to bring over a consortium of of reporters because he was dodging them for weeks and players-only meetings. It just doesn't seem like they, they have everything together. And, you know, they lost Steichen. They lost uh, Gannon. And those are a tremendous offensive mind, a tremendous defensive mind. And, you know, that – that's the importance of, of why things are kind of fracturing a little bit because early in the season, I think they were, they were winning off of talent alone. And now when teams have kind of figured them out a little bit and they're more banged up, they don't really have the schemes necessary to bail them out of bad situations. So on paper, the Eagles should win this game. Um, Looking back at the saints game and the Panthers game, why are the Buccaneers struggling offensively? And it's because the Saints and the Panthers both have been playing four-man fronts. They've been getting pressure, and they've been stopping the run in those four-man fronts. If if they can limit the four-man fronts, then everything kind of opens up, right? Um, teams aren't just sitting back, and they have to generate pressure in other ways, and Baker has thrived against pressure this season. Uh, so he's he's really been great finding an exit strategy when you're going to send an extra man or you're going to try to put some extra pressure, so on and so forth. In these last two games, the D, the teams haven't done it, and I've been banging the drum for a while now that they got to play boring Brady football and check that football down to their running backs. There are so many plays where the running back – and it's not – I mean, there are some plays where, like, the running back is not even – there's no defender in sight uh, for like 20 yards. But then there are other plays where if you just dump it down, he's going to get you four or five yards. It, I'm not talking about huge gains here, but that should be the running game right now. If you're going to if you're going to go four up front, which I, I guarantee you Philly's going to try to do, especially with their stout defensive line, yeah, because they can be disruptive and. Cody Malk seems like he's hitting a rookie wall. You know, Stinney's play, he wasn't that bad against uh, Carolina, but towards the end of the season, Stinney's kind of declining too. I actually think Hainsey's getting a little bit better. Um, but but the guards, you know, it's, and, and I don't say that as like, don't, you know, uh, I got worries about Malk in the future. That's not true. Love him. It just, it, it, I mean, he, in that 
third and fourth quarter, it felt like he was getting beaten down. He was getting barreled over. Frankie Luvu put him on his tush. So, you know, when that's ha- when a linebacker is doing that, that's a problem. So it's going to be all up on that offensive line because you have to run the ball in those in those small boxes or you have to dump it down and take your four or five yards, uh, which I think the Bucks should do because that, that's more of a recipe to pick up chunks than running the ball into a wall. So I, I really hope that Dave Canales doesn't get too stubborn been seeing a lot of a lot more inside runs again though he, it does seem like he's he is leaning towards the Tristan Wirfs stinny side of his runs that's a tendency that they're adding in there now so uh I, you know I, I kind of waffle back and forth because I think the Eagles and the Bucks are a little bit of a fade team in the playoffs and one of these teams has to win at least I can say for the Buccaneers, vibes are good in that locker room. I think they're they're a team that's together, cohesive, loves each other, um, and and they just I think there's just a general appreciation across the board. From afar, I don't know if I necessarily feel that from Philly. They seem like a fractured bunch, so that could be the tipping point. That when things get tough, you know, the Buccaneers this entire season have not only held firm uh, through the highs and the lows within the length of the season, but they have held firm within games. And, you know, think about Buffalo uh, didn't give up. Think about uh, tons of games. I mean, it, this team really never got blown out. The Lions game, they got beaten to a pulp because they played like crap. But um, And even in the Eagles game, when they were also beaten to the pulp and played like crap, you know, they scored a touchdown at the end. They fought the Saints game. They were terrible. They fought to the end. So um, that fight is going to do them well in the postseason. I just I just wonder if uh, a little bit of scheme, a little bit of cohesiveness, is that going to be enough to, out, to, to outweigh the talent from Philly? Because Philly might be too talented regardless and will still beat the Bucs. But Philly will not be a better team down the line if they do beat the Bucks, and and that's that's where they're going to hit their road. So you know, regardless, this this is all gravy. Uh, you know, I said this on Twitter. Whatever happens, gravy. If they win a playoff game, let's fire up the boat parade because who saw that coming? <clears throat> all right. Well, the blueprint may be out there for a win on Monday against that struggling Eagles team, thanks to uh, that six-game stretch. So. What should the Bucks' game plan be for that upset? Evan is going to lay out the ideal game plan. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my mom, my dad, my wife, or my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay 
because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros or sharks, you just pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Testing my skills on price picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Price picks is really simple to play and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. With quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, that's what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week, I'm going with Rashad White to have more than 24 and a half receiving yards and more than 66 and a half rushing yards. Chris Godwin, more than 57 and a half receiving yards. Baker Mayfield, less than 236 and a half passing yards. And Chase McLaughlin, more than one and a half field goals made. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL all lowercase, all one word for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. And real quick, thank you to all of you that have subscribed to Locked On Bucks. We have surpassed 6,000 subscribers on this show, and I could not appreciate all of you more than I do. That is, it's really awesome to, uh, to see that because YouTube launched, I think it was right around the Super Bowl. Uh, it was shortly, shortly after uh, the the Super Bowl win that the YouTube show started. So, six thousand subscribers. That's that's really really cool. Thank you all of you so much. Um, all right, the Bucks. I I guess you could say limped into the playoffs after losing to the Saints and then a less than impressive win against the Panthers. At least on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, it was fantastic, especially Antoine Himfield Jr. Um, but we've seen this team at their absolute best within the last month, right? The the Packers game, the last time you and I did one of these shows together, you did it the week after with David, and then holidays and schedule conflicts. Um, 
but then in, against the Jaguars, like that was the best we have seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all year, both sides of the ball. We know that they have the talent and the ability to be that team any given week. While on the flip side, despite the Eagles' struggles, they can be explosive. They can put up 30 points in the blink of an eye, you know, despite what we've seen over the course of the last six weeks from them. So what does the game plan need to be from the Buccaneers to get an upset win at home against the defending NFC champs? Well, the game plan I mentioned a little bit in the, the first segment we have is to control the line of scrimmage as much as possible. You have to be able to take advantage of the four-man fronts that are going to be presented. Now, that means either A, holding up the protection. They give you a four-man look and pass. You better hold it for a while so that Baker can find the right guy. Or B, if they present a five, six-person box, you can run into that thing and pick up at least four yards. You have to be able to draw some people in. So that's really important. I've been saying this, dump it down to the running back a little bit more. You got to play boring football. Uh, but in that first matchup against the Eagles, when you think back on it, they, they played a lot of, you know, entering that game, you remember that like the Buccaneers had not turned the ball over and, mm -hmm. you know, against the Vikings and the Bears, they had forced the turnovers and that's how they were kind of winning. And then, Against the Eagles, uh, you know, Baker threw that interception deep in their uh, their own zone. Uh, Mike Evans played his worst game of the season, just absolutely horrendous in that contest, dropping multiple first downs, uh, dropped drop the touchdown, right? That, that easy touchdown, I believe, was in that game, the one in the end yeah. zone. Uh, so just, just um, or it was in that corner pylon, I should say. So, you know, he just – Played like crap. We probably won't see that again. They took a safety in that game. Dave Canales regrets that that call. He said, uh, you know, entering week four against the Saints. So, you know, Dave Canales has grown as a as an offensive coordinator as well uh, from from those time periods. Uh, so, you have to play complimentary. You love the Jags game so much. Why did that work out in their favor? Touchdown. Force turnover. Touchdown. Force turnover, touchdown. It just it, and that's been the theme the entire season. The defense has to help the offense. And last week, um, the defense was at least able to hold points off the board. Luckily, I would say, Winfield, you mentioned, uh, you know, an illegal shift or illegal formation presented an, uh, prevented another, another seven. So they got they got lucky. Uh, that 14 points weren't on the board, they would have lost with that 14. So they got a turnover late, which was important, but they need to force – they got to win the turnover battle. Like, And it's a cliche thing to say in these type of games, but the way for upsets when you're a team on paper that's not as strong as another team is you got to find ways to wiggle out of those margins, and the best way to do that is to take the ball. So I want to see an uber-aggressive Todd Bowles forcing pressure on Jalen Hurts. He's been really shaky as of late under pressure. I think if you don't do that, you're, you're going to be screwed. So the reason why that offense hasn't been flowing so much is because he gets under pressure and the scheme of the offense, there's no good exit plan for him. There's no dump down. There's no nothing. So he ends up just scrambling around trying to make something out of nothing. 
worth mentioning that, that Todd has done a decent job against Hertz uh, in the couple of times that he's played him. Having said that, we don't really know what Hertz would have done the, the earlier this year because they didn't have to really use him because they were running the ball uh, into oblivion. So, control, you know, control the line of scrimmage on both sides, limit the run like you do, and then, you know, you might have to play the old don't get beat over the top game. And, you know, Hertz made a tremendous, uh, I think Zacchaeus scored in that game. That, that you know, right over the tip of Jamel Dean. Yeah. You know, that perfect pass. Um, you know, I think you can kind of live with that. But, you know, you just, you got to execute and you got you to gotta be able to string some first downs together. Like, this offense just needs to take the easy yards. So, for me, for me, it's it's that simple. Um, take the easy yards, burn the clock. However, you have to do it. Who cares about the run and the pass balance now? Win the game by any means necessary, and then move on to the next game and figure it out. But your biggest strength: passing the ball, play action pass. You know, and I think to win this game, Baker Mayfield's going to have to really show up because the pass yeah. defense for Philly has been so atrocious that the way to burn them is really Mike Evans. And if they're going to double him, then Chris Scott, I don't care. But it's going to have to be an aerial attack because that's going to – that is your weakness. If you if you try to run it and play near the line of scrimmage, you're going right into their strength. Um, so I think uh, if the defense can hold – the Eagles to less than 17, which is usually the goal every game from Todd Bowles. That will be the winning formula. So I don't really care if you bleed yards. Red zone defense got to be, on, you know, key. You can't, you can't allow the Eagles to be in any sort of third and three situation because you're going to get tush pushed at some point. You can go for it on fourth down. Like you got to, uh, you really have to, make sure that you don't get like five tush pushes a game. So, you know, um, the national narrative is going to be the field, the Eagles are broken and they are. Um, I'm not as bought into that just based on the town level. But I think if the, uh, if the bucks don't make the moment too big for themselves and I think really small, instead of really big plays, you think really small plays. I think that that's the way that they're going to beat them. All right. Well, Evan is going to pull out that crystal ball for hopefully not the last time this season. That is coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Bucks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Maybe you've reached a milestone in your professional or your personal life that you have been striving for. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself 
and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your busy schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Go visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of Locked On Bucks. And <clears throat> I can already see the text message that I'm going to get from David, where he is going to text me. He's going to say, Did Evan listen to my Tuesday episode and just, you know, back me up on everything? Because a lot of what you're saying is what David's been saying. This is going to be a fight. And if the Bucks can keep the fight in close quarters, they're going to win this game. If this turns into a distance fight, that's where the Eagles are going to to make their hay and and win. He was saying, you know, the same thing about, you know, the Eagles defense has a tendency to play off. So you're going to have a lot of checkdowns to Rashad and Kate Otten and, and even Chris Godwin within that first five yards that are going to be open. Then you get the yak and you can just chip and chip and chip and chip. Whereas the the deep shots that we saw against the Panthers, especially on those early third downs, just were not there. Take what they give you, and it can be death by a thousand paper cuts uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. So really, really going to be interesting to see how this game uh, is going to shake out. But Evan, let's get that crystal ball out. Let's Let's speak to the football gods that manifest through the crystal ball that you look in and tell you exactly what's going to happen. So our listeners won't even have to watch. You're about to tell them how this is all going to play out. What is your bold prediction for this one? My bold prediction is that there will be no touchdown in the first half. Whoa. Yeah. So super boring football is what you just predicted. Boring, ugly uh, red zone defenses coming up big, missed opportunities. You know, I could see this as like a, nine six nine three sort of deal uh just really kind of like i don't think a blowout's gonna happen out of the gates i think there's gonna be a feeling out process and teams chugging along getting stopped so that's my bold prediction no tutties in the first half yeah they're they are predicting upper 60s and rain for the forecast for this one, it's yeah, it's, we gotta, still, we got, it's still a little early, but rain is yeah. a factor. Oh man, that rain, that Florida rain! All right, who's going to be your player of the game? Obviously, it's going to be Illinois legend Chase McLaughlin. If if there's no touchdowns happening, right? Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Levante, um, a man who has been there, done that. He understands the the stage that he's on, nothing's ever too big for him. He will be locked in on his keys. I just, I know I can depend on him. And we know that the Eagles are going to want to utilize the tight end, especially since, look, the, the Panthers don't have really tight ends that can burn the Bucks. But previous to that game, you know, three of their last four, the tight end has, has seen 15 targets 
each time. So they and, and gave up, I think, four total touchdowns to the tight end position. So tight ends recently, if you ignore the Panthers game, where I think they had Tommy Tremble uh, and whoever the other tight ends, uh, we're never going to do anything. Ignore that. Imagine Dallas Goddard is going to be in the picture. Monty's got to be that dude. So uh, I just think he's going to elevate his game because that's what we know he does. And um, double digit, I'll say double digit tackles. Give me a give me a sack in the game, and maybe a force fumble. Maybe 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 a little maybe a little sack force fumble combo. A little sack fumble. Look, nice nice little strip sack. I would. I would venture to guess it's more likely that Levante recovers a fumble, a fumble that Antoine forces because that's just what Antoine does. That's what he, he does. Football. That's who he is. Crab well, cakes and football. Uh, he can be the one that recovers the fumble in the end zone that that Antoine strips a diving receiver for the third time uh, this season. Um, all right, so we're we're gonna have a slow, ugly, nasty first half. Levante is going to be the guy that sets the tone for the defense, that's making plays, that's trying to keep the tight ends in check for Philadelphia. And all of this is going to lead up to who gets to move on to the divisional round. We won't know until the game is played who that opponent will be in the divisional round. You're kind of cut, you're kind of cutting now, James, again. But the opponent, you know, it could either be the you know if the Rams or the Packers win their game, then the Bucks avoid going to San Francisco next week. So on Sunday, that's a beautiful part. Of, the the good part about playing on Monday is you know exactly who you're going to face if you win that game. There's no guessing. You don't have to sift through other video. I would imagine Monday morning the Buccaneers will have a group of coaches who will be studying film on that next opponent if they do get there. But you're rooting for one of the Rams or the Packers to win so you can avoid going to San Fran worst case scenario then you head out to Dallas there is a chance you can head out to Detroit so you know depending on how things shake out but very interesting if the Rams and the Packers win we could be running back to 2021 playoffs because then the Rams would come into Ray J oh geez here we go again so time is a flat circle time is a flat circle (laughs) all right uh, so yeah, ugly first half. Levante stepping up. All of that leads to what is the final score? I reserve the right to change this because I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I am saying for right now, twenty eighteen Philly. If I don't like how the injury reports are looking, uh, then I might flip that twenty eighteen to the Buccaneers. Uh, mostly, I got I got to see what what's going on offensively with the wide receivers. I mean, if Quez Watkins is the wide receiver one, I don't think that's going to be the case. They're going to bully through it. But if Quez Watkins is the wide receiver one, I'm going to go Bucks. Um, I, I, you know, I, I do think that this Bucks defense has uh, the talent right now as they are pretty much healthy. Um, and I, I would be a lot more optimistic about the Buccaneers if we had a fully healthy Baker Mayfield. I, I'm not as worried about the ribs as I am now the ankle injury, which was, you know, aggravated. He's dealt with it all year. It stems from the Saints, of course. So the Saints have the two injuries that Baker's dealing with right now, the ankle, which he's been dealing with all year, and then the ribs. Now, the ribs, there was no structural damage. 
no fractures, no nothing. So you would imagine a week plus a day out, you know, so two plus weeks away from that injury, Baker's probably going to be feeling better in his ribs, which will be great. Uh, but the, the ankle stuff, you know, that's kind of the dicey area and he's got to step into throws and he's also scrambled for, you know, it didn't stop him against the Panthers from scrambling, but, you know, maneuvering the pocket and avoiding sacks. He's been great at just eluding that kind of stuff, those big negative plays. And if he's in cement, he might be, be eaten alive in the backfield. So, yeah, 2018 Eagles for now. I know I'll get my text on Friday and I'll have my final answer by then. But um, either which way, I, I do think that this uh, – all you can ask for is an opportunity, a chance – and I don't think this game is going to be like it was in week three. I think there there will be at least a pendulum will swing a little bit more to the box. Yeah, well, and I know a lot of Bucks fans were hoping that Jalen Hurts' finger was broken and and he might have missed the you know missed this game. I'm going to say this first and foremost: I don't root for injuries, but correct the fact that that Bad finger karma. Was, Bad karma. Yeah, the fact that that finger was not broken, I think, might actually help the Bucks. Because if if it was broken and he was ruled out, he wasn't going to be able to throw the football. Then Marcus Mariota gets the full week of preparation. And don't get me wrong, I'm not scared of Mariota. But you would also have the full week of preparation with the starters. Whereas if Hertz tries to go, and then all of a sudden that finger gets aggravated or the grip isn't there and he's struggling to throw the ball, you know, a struggling Hertz is going to be beneficial to the box. Or if he has to come out, then you have a Mariota come back in who did not fare well against the Giants, that's even better for the Bucs. So, interesting to see how all of this plays out. Both teams are banged up at this point, but I think the Bucs are the healthier of the two. We are going to talk about all of it coming up on a postseason crossover Thursday edition of Locked on Bucks coming up tomorrow. In the meantime, you can become a Locked on Bucks insider by going to jointsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks. You can check out everything that we're doing on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at Ekloski WTSB. Check out my work on BucksNation.com. Check out Evan on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Want to thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. (laughs) 